everyone. Welcome to Relative Distance with Carla, aka CB, and Greg, aka G Dot, coming to you straight from the east and west coast of these United States of America. What is up, bruv? Book, 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 book. What up, sis? Lord have mercy. <laughs> you add something new to it every I was gonna say we're missing our sound effect. Our relative distance sound effect was severely lacking. Do you know that's from? Do you know that's from? Can you, pick, can you put this in a song? What? You're such a cutie pie. <laughs> cutie pie <laughs> by one way. It? Yeah, they <laughs> use that <laughs> instrument in that song. <laughs> we were just rocking out today a couple Saturdays ago when I was doing my Saturday morning. I felt like a real auntie or a real mama because I had the Saturday morning cleaning list going, playlist going. Oh, cool. That's cool. That's how you got to do it, man. You know, you know. That's how you got to do it. We were rocking out. <laughs> so, yeah, we're back for another week. Again, want to give That's you right. all a shout out, everybody that has been tuning in, who has subscribed, who has left a review, well, has, you know, sent us a rating. Nobody's left a review yep. yet, but you can. Uh, so, thank you all for the support. It's always Episode seven. We're Episode here. Episode seven, yeah. Seven. Then, in your face. <laughs> in your face. Those people who said we wouldn't make it past six. I know. We proved y'all to be liars. <laughs> yep. I wish you wasn't a lie. Look. I wish you wasn't a lie. So, before we jump into our uh, uh, episode this week, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I can't lie. And I hate being wrong about stuff. It's oh, a, I love it. It's it's a thing about me, and and my husband will attest that I don't like to be wrong about anything. So oh, as yeah. I reviewed last week's episode, we were wrong about a lot of stuff. We were? <laughs> oh no, really? It it was it was more so like the Grammy conversation. So I just want to come back with a couple of corrections. Okay, it was mostly okay. me being All wrong. Right, good. Go. Uh, so sh- shut up. So, Bobby Brown's Don't Be Cruel came out in 1988. It was not 1990. All right. Okay. So, it still wasn't the upswing or the downtick, whatever you called it, of eh. the jack swing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... We're tabling that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Tiana Taylor is still on good music. I had said that she ah. went independent, but no. So, Kanye may have been in her, in her ear about not getting a Grammy nomination. I don't know. Yeah. But I was wrong. And then... Uh, well. I was wrong about something. What? It was uh, not the warmest color is blue. It's blue is the warmest color. And I was I, wrong about that. And it. it's not on Netflix anymore. No, Video it's y'all not. Y'all follow us on IG. I posted some comparable films that you can try to look up <laughs> in your free time because... You missed you missed one. You missed one. It's called uh, Love. It stars Zoe Kravitz's husband. Uh, I can't remember his name. Who? She's is married? It? Yeah, she's married about a year. And oh. the guy has... Uh, well, they call it unsimulated sex, which is essentially just sex. I was like, that's on, yeah, real sex throughout the movie. With uh, the movie opens, you know what you're in for. So it's porn. Yeah, I mean, is it is it? Porn? It's an art. It's an art film. It's an art film. There's another movie called Diary of a Nymphomaniac that also. Uh, it's a Lars von Trier movie. He's he's like a, oh, he's a, controversial a, director. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's unsimulated sex in that as well. Um, so it's just sex. It's not. Yeah, you, it's you, sex. you have to say yeah. unsimulated. Well, that's I mean that's just how they describe it. But you know, like they also there, there's a rumor that um, Billy Bob Thornton and Halle Berry actually had sex on Monsters. On Monsters Ball. Ball. So, yeah, I've heard that so, one because it looks so, so realistic. Yeah. So so there might be. You know, I mean, you know, some people are willing to do that. So it's 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 not porn if you can't see the 
the actual genitalia. Like, if you can't see, you know what I'm saying? Like, the actual cream pie is not before. I, <laughs> I mean, listen. I, mean, <laughs> I was oh, trying to find words. <laughs> they weren't coming to me. Yeah, no, you're not, you, you don't. You, you don't get a close up of a cream pie, <laughs> okay. uh, but, but but you, but um, I don't know. Like Chloe Sevigny actually gives uh, Vincent Gallo head in a brown bunny, mm-hmm. uh, and that lasts for about four minutes, and he finishes. Four minutes. That's four minutes. Three minutes. Four minutes. Yeah. Well, mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're just sitting yeah. there watching like a super awkward like moviegoer. Well, it depends on who you're with. Well, valid. Yeah. If you I've use it as awkward... inspiration, you watch a movie while you're sitting on the couch and, you know, lead to some action. Well, well I've watched some awkward scenes with, in mixed company that I probably would have liked to have not have done. But, but you know, I, I don't consider that one that uncomfortable if you're with the right person. <laughs> I, went, I saw Monster's Ball. It wasn't a date. It was a male friend of mine, and we went to the movies. Like you know, like oh Halle Berry, let's go see this movie together, yeah. friend. I love Bo- I love Boomerang. <laughs> let's go see Halle Berry. Strictly so Business cute. was my movie. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. Mo- she was in Mo Money too, right? Or was Janet Jackson in Mo Money? No, it wasn't Janet Jackson. Well, she, she had a song on the Mo Money. Soundtrack. Yeah, best things in life are free. But yeah. Uh, check it out. yeah, it was super awk because like he and I weren't romantically yeah. involved. It, it was awkward. But anyway. Um, boy, we started out with a bang. Yeah, <laughs> literally, that one. literally, literally. <laughs> right? Literally, ooh, look what yeah. I did. See what I did. Yeah. So, so, um, what else was that? All we were wrong about? Those are the three things. I'm sure there was more. Um, I think I mentioned mm. that D Smoke was nominated for Black Habits. It's not true. He was nominated for Best New Artist, and oh, I wow. said that Beyonce's uh, Blackest King was on Netflix, but it's Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I, I, it's I the little things, but this is the thing that drives me crazy. You have to be right. I caught that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now everybody <laughs> listening has been fully set straight. If you caught That's it right. last week, you know, whatever. But we're here. <laughs> so one day I'll do research before we do these episodes. But uh, moving on to what in the world, um, most recently, the thing about the this year is that the news cycle moves so fast. Yes. And what I wanted to discuss doesn't even feel like a conversation that's happening anymore, but it's still funny to me. So Saturday night, there was a major boxing event. Did right, you happen to right. see it? Um, no, you know, here I, I knew it was going on mm-hmm. and I think I conscientiously objected because, uh, I was like, I pay for Disney plus and I've got a Hulu, I've got Netflix. I still yeah. play for, I still pay for cable. Okay. Um, I was like, man, well, I don't want to spend 50 or 60 bucks on pay-per-view. And so right. I tried to see if I could find a hack and I couldn't find it. Right. And so I was like, you know, it's fine. I'll catch it. Five minutes um, later, after yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, but it was actually our Instagram feed that showed me what you're about to bring up. See, yeah, relative I, distance, man. We are on it. We are, uh, we are at the times. So, man. if you don't know what happened, there was a major boxing event Saturday night. 
the uh, big ticket event. That's not what you call it, but whatever. The main the, fight was the between fight, yeah. was between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. But the opening card was between uh, one Nate Robinson of NBA oh, fame and Jake Paul of YouTube fame. Who is who is he? Who I is don't he? know. His YouTube fame okay. is not relevant to me. Right, he's not on my algorithm. Nah, nah, he don't, he don't show up on anything I'm scrolling through. The only time I've seen this child's name is when he was getting in trouble somewhere on Twitter. Like, you know, right, he would show up in the right. Twitter trending topics. That's about it. Was was his brother, I think his brother found like Logan. somebody, found somebody dead in the woods or yes, something? Yes, they went to Japan okay. and they he made some video, you know, trying to be an influencer in some forest in Japan that was a tourist oh, the suicide, forest. The suicide, suicide forest. forest, yes. Yeah, okay, right, that's what it was. Yeah, it was. so I think he got, got canceled off of it. Yeah, I, don't really, yeah. I think he's still around. Again, this is not my demographic. I'm yeah. over 40. So, right. at any rate, uh, Jake Paul has ventured into boxing. Uh, he's had one or two fights as a professional and I guess upon seeing this, Nate Robinson found that felt that it was his duty his mission to to fight this child said i'm a top tier athlete um i played college football i've been in the nba for 11 years or i was in the nba for 11 years and i can fight him and if he knocks me out then that's his claim to fame that he he knocked out nate robinson act like you know you ain't you ain't michael jordan child but whatever like right do what you do so they got up there on saturday and i didn't i didn't buy the fight either because it's cheap but I knew that I could just follow along on Twitter, on social media, and it would be live commentary, just as good. People posting clips and whatnot. Right. My favorite thing about this fight is the fact that Snoop Dogg was oh, man. <laughs> hired as a color commentator. <laughs> and Genius. Genius. God. So the first round, I guess, went on kind of without a hitch. I think that uh, it seemed pretty obvious early that Nate might be in trouble. Right, right. Because I think it was the first. No, no, no. It was the second round. He Being got knocked down. He got knocked. He got knocked down in the first round. One okay. Knockdown. He got knocked down. But the the clip that we posted was the beginning of the second round. If I believe. Right. He got knocked down. He uh, at that point, Snoop Dogg started singing "Precious Lord, Take My Hand," <laughs> like an old grandmother, like an old travailing grandmother at the altar. On Sunday morning, <laughs> precious Lord, and like the the other guys are just cracking up because they're like, "What is with this dude?" Right? <laughs> he just sings like the whole first verse of the song while they tries to get his bearings straight. And then as soon as he's done, he hits him again and, he, and he's knocked out completely. Face first, like nose first into the yeah. mat, like a dirt out net. cold, a dirt, a dirt bro. Net. Like you can see the little Tweety birds like circling his head out cold. Man, Snoop, man, he. So the uh, the the main commentator, the play by play guy, was like, "Well, you can't play in boxing, Snoop. You can't play in boxing." And Snoop says, "That's right. There's two things you can't play at in life. One is boxing. The other is this pimping." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Dude, this is genius." This I did not genius. hear that. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. Oh my god! It's yes, so right funny. at right at the end, like he's Nate's still down on the uh, canvas when he says it. <laughs> so I, I want to go back. First, it's a short fight, so I don't have yeah, to. I'm yeah. not a huge boxing fan, you know, but I, a short is? fight, I can't. Well, many people are, actually. I uh, don't know. It's a, it's a dying sport. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. Do you think people watch MMA more than boxing? Yeah, I, th I think so now. Yeah. So, yeah, as soon as Nate got knocked out, 
Snoop says, Lord Jesus. And the other guy <laughs> says, Mama Mia. Like, it's just this whole, <laughs> nobody saw it coming. And Nate Robinson is still being clowned. I mean, it's only man. been six, five to six days. Of course, he's going to Well, man, he's got to be humiliated. So, all right. So, I've got a story to kind of tie in with this, right? Okay. So, when I first moved to Columbus, uh, Ohio State was doing a um, some sort of like team fight club thing, right? Of course they were. And and it was like, but it was you know, it was like okay, you know, one of my buddies called and says, "Hey, Greg, we want you to be, you know, the 180 pound weight class." I was like, "All right." <laughs> I said, "Okay, I guess I can do that." And then I go, I go to the weigh-in, and he's there. I'm like, "All right, well, you know, like, what's like, what's the training? Like, what are we, like, what are we gonna do? Oh, there's no training, you know, just do work out on your own." And I was like, "Dude, I'm not doing this." <laughs> I was like, "I'm not trying to be Nate Robinson." Now, th- again, Nate Robinson was probably still playing high school football when I, <laughs> when I, uh, <laughs> right. when I said it. So he, so he didn't get the reference, but yeah. I knew. You knew way happen. back then, yeah, like 20 yeah. years ago, you had foresight that this. But was yeah, gonna I was happen. like. I'm not going into like it was like it's supposed to be like some MMA thing. I was like, dude, I'm not trained for this. Like, I'm not just going into a uh, into a, a fight and hoping that you know my, my rage can get me through it like the Incredible Hulk. It just doesn't work like that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, but that's exactly why you know like you got to train for that. I thought you know, he like, trained. This ain't been training since August. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, is, he he thanked his trainers but, after the fight. But yeah, I mean, well, you know, you got to get, you know, cardio, your, your cardio has to be a certain level. And then there's just time, you know, 10,000 mm-hmm. hours. I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know how many amateur fights Jake Paul has had, but I have to imagine it's more than Nate yeah, has Yeah, I think they said like one one professional fight, I think I read, and then one other. So he's, he's got more fights under his belt than Nate does. Yeah, but he, but way. you know, but but he's also hungry. He wants to fight. He's young, mm-hmm. you know. Like mm-hmm. he wants to be a fighter. Like that's the thing. Like I don't want to be a fighter. Yeah. You know, like I have, I have no de- I have no desire to get into a boxing ring or an MMA ring. Like yeah. no, th- my ego doesn't need it. Well, he felt like yeah. his did apparently. So well. that happened. <laughs> and then the title card fight, of course, was Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Um, which I think Snoop says like watching your two uncles fight at the cookout. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't watch it again. I watched clips of it, and there was a lot of hugging going on. But it was yeah. like it's like, there was no winner. They called it a draw at the end, even though some many people thought that Mike clearly won. But there wasn't going to be a winner. You know, there right. were no, no knockouts. Like there was nothing going to be super interesting with these old men fighting each other. Um, just an exhibition, which is exactly yeah, what it was. yeah. They got in the ring. They mm-hmm. you know. They did it. That kind of was, that's what Mike said. He was like, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I won because I got in the ring and was mm-hmm. able to do it. Did you see the, you know. the post interview? No, I didn't. So the the interviewer turns to Roy and says, I'm paraphrasing, but something like, so you know, were you concerned getting in the ring with Mike? You know, after, you know, so Mike interrupts him and says. I ain't fought in, in he ain't, he fought two years ago. I ain't fought in fifteen years. Why don't you worry about my head? Why don't you worry about my head? I could get hurt out there, man. So um, <laughs> yeah. And so the guy's like, well, you know, you're the champ. You know, you know, you you know. She's like, I'm not the champ. I'm the beginner. That's my Mike Tyson impression. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. Thank I thought you. Mike Tyson. I thought Mike Tyson jumped into the podcast. I, was like, I didn't know he had Mike. What a yeah. surprise. Boy, trickery. Those who are you know, yeah. listening audio, they're going to be like, oh, my God. Whoa. You guys know people. Yeah, coming up. <laughs> 
So that was a good time. Um, the jokes were abundant. That was really the they best were. part of it all was the jokes and the memes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. That's uh, that, that 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 dude. He needs to big, dig himself into a hole and not come out for a long. Uh, he got about three or four months before people. Uh, I don't know if people are ever gonna forget this. Yeah, a year. I I don't know. Two years. I somebody who purported to be his friend said that Nate jumped into the group chat later that night and was taking these jokes. So All maybe right. among maybe among his people, he was like, you know, whatever, ready to get roasted but what do you know what he got paid was it like 600 i saw 600 i right. i just saw 600 i don't know if it was i could easily look that up but it well, was because you know like there's a, there's a, been a lot you know there's a lot of celebrity boxing matches like you know where you know Don, danny bonaducci fights screech there's a lot of <laughs> stuff like that they get paid like five thousand six thousand yeah for those fights yeah oh let's see more let's see more legit so the purse for this fight was six hundred dollars. Wait, what? It says. Is there is there a K behind that? <laughs> no, the co-main event of this is from CBSSports.com. Uh, the co-main event of Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, however, will only make six hundred dollars each for their efforts. They will make Whoa. much more in pay-per-view shares and endorsements, but each man is only guaranteed to make one hundred dollars per round to step in the ring. And this was written. Was it worth it, Nate? Was it worth it? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, his his athletic career is over. <laughs> yeah, way way to put a cherry on top with that one guy. Yeah, I mean, he was a, he was a journeyman. Like, I I don't know how many teams he played for in the NBA, but I'm guessing it was like 14. Mm. He like he played on so many different teams. Like, I think even when he won like he won three NBA dunk championships, I, he might have been on a different team for like He's two won. of them. Yeah, two of them at least. Mm-hmm. But man, oh, well, 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 well. They they made but, Thanksgiving weekend interesting. Thank yeah, well, Snoop that. got a new career though. Actually, I heard he he's, he's starting a boxing. He is, but people were trying to get him to get so, yeah, you know, so appealing to sign contracts to commentate like basketball, football games, like because he's done guest appearances right. in the past. And he's always bringing the funny, like just the way yeah. he, you know, communicates. It's. Yeah, the way his the way his his brain works is mm-hmm. pretty genius. Mm-hmm. Pretty genius. I have to appreciate Snoop's the way his career has remained. You know, to go from doggy style all the way to where he is today, he's tapped into a lot of different markets and done a lot of different things and tried a lot of different things. And people are still talking about him. You know. Yeah, he's got uh he's got like his own line of like cannabis uh yeah. no nutrients. Like not even not even just the cannabis, but like the like all, he has like all the growing stuff too. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like he's got like you know like his, you know all, you know all the vitamins and stuff you put into it. So uh, for those those uh, interested in getting into growing, he's got everything yeah. you need. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Snoop, Snoop's got his own line, you know. But the only I think his only misstep really was the Snoop Lion thing. Yeah, that was bizarre. Oh, but he did do a song with Eddie Murphy called Red Light. Oh no, he didn't. Oh yeah, Snoop Lion and uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy featured Snoop Lion. I probably so, should have brought that up a few a few weeks ago. <laughs> so, uh, so between "What's Up with You" and "Red Light," where are we? What's what's? Um. Oh, the fact you even have to think about it is troubling. Well, well, no. All right. So, the, "What's Up with You" it has Michael Jackson on it, right? Yes. It's like it's like somebody watching me, like sort yeah. of like. 
okay, this is the song is ridiculous. Now you take Michael Jackson's hook out of it. It's and ridiculous. It's, just some, it's a ridiculous song where you bring, oh, yeah, okay, and then like it comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Like, so what's up with you has that going for it a little bit. A little bit. But Red Light is more, re- it's a reggae thing. Um, Eddie might be more refined as a musician because he's just been sitting in his base. Snoop, Snoop said all he does is sit around and make music all day. Eddie does? <laughs> Yeah, that's all he does. Eddie Murphy does. He just he just makes music. He said he's he out here writing these music. jokes. That's what he needs to be doing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we'll see if that ever happens. But um, yeah. well, I did. I did hear. I did hear that. Um, I think it was Bill Burr was saying that he was trying to book some theaters, and Eddie Murphy had booked those theaters out, like okay. right around when COVID started. Like Eddie Murphy was going to start doing like small theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like, well, I'm not doing. He's like, well, all right, I'll call him in six months. He's like, I'm not, I was, I'm not going on anywhere near Eddie Murphy. I'm the, I'm the same thing. But, That's a legend. You know, He's the GOAT. Tw- 2020 strikes again. But, you know, it's going to be tough for him. But it, anyways, anyways, I digress. But, yeah, but Snoop, Snoop, is, uh, Snoop has been able to hold on pretty, like, you know, hold on pretty well. Like, I don't know what his last album was or his mm-hmm. last song on the radio. I, you know, I watched that His show gospel though. album was pretty tight. I heard that. I heard that, actually. It was tight. It was, it was really nice. So he did a good job with that. And then, you know, people were, you know, but I didn't want to get into the whole church thing, but the church crowd could be real like, oh, you can't. But it was good. It was good music. Like, it was okay. a good album. So. What, what, was he featured on? Was he, did you, what, what he was, was he producing. Doing? There was a couple of songs that he featured on, but he mostly just let the artists do their thing. So he had, oh, cool. um, like, the Clark Sisters on one song, Fred Hammond. B. Slade was on there a lot. You, um, I don't know if you're familiar with B. Slade. But um, he was on there a lot, and I'll tell the Beast Lead story one day. But um, <laughs> not it's nothing personal, just kind of how he went from yeah. a gospel artist to, from gospel artist Tony to Beast Lead, the R&B artist, the producer. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but he has some heavy hitters in the in the industry, gospel industry on there. So it was it was a good cool. album. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <sighs> yeah. Like, what do you think of uh, while we're on the topic? What do you think of uh, Kanye's? Did you listen to it? Um, I didn't listen to the album. I saw a lot of videos on YouTube. The music was amazing from what I yeah. saw. The way he, you know, produced those songs and kind of mixed them and added some modern, like some R&B and some, some, it was great. The child yeah. loves it. Like, really? we would play it on Sunday morning and just play it late and she would just be losing her mind, like dancing and stuff. So she was into wow. it. Okay, that's good. It's hard. Hey, listen. Yeah, I mean, he got your vote. Yeah. Well, you know, I like it's hard because you know he's kooky. It's just hard to separate the artist from the music sometimes. Right. But um, I think the project kooky huh? is maybe the biggest understatement of the year. <laughs> you mean you and me always try and be nice and you know, yeah. use the gentle words, but he's kooky. <laughs> he's, he's kooky. Eccentric. Yeah, spe- touched. Yeah, man, that boy has got something wrong with him. Yeah. But yeah, regarding speaking of albums, um, I did watch see bits and pieces of the BET Soul Train Awards that came on Sunday night. Um, I don't really watch no. the awards shows anymore. Do you watch that stuff? No, not for not for a long time. Yeah, none of them. I mean, I watch the Oscars and the Golden Globes, and maybe I'll catch the Emmys. Mm-hmm. But. Um, only because I watch so much TV, but right. a lot of that's to do with the nominees. Right. But like the Grammys, BET Awards. Now, wait, are the BET Awards, 
are they merged with the Soul Train Awards or is no. it two separate shows now? They're two separate shows. Oh. So okay, all right. I look at the the Soul Train Awards used to come on like just exclusively on like TV One. Um, right, one right, of those right. types of shows. I look at it as the old people awards. So they're my sure. my awards, basically. <laughs> so it's the music I listen to. So these are the awards, like, I think two year, two or three years ago, they did a whole Babyface tribute and had, like, I, Tevin I Campbell. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tevin that. Campbell came out. And then I think last year they did Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So it's the music from then that's always getting honored and recognized. So it's it's the Carla Awards. The BET right. Awards are more for the for the babies, for the young, the Gen Xers, the Gen right, Zers, right, whatever. Right. And um, that's the awards I look at. I'm like, who are these people? That's that's well. BET Awards to me. Um, so the Soul Train Awards are from the more mature crowd, I want to say. But they did try to bring some new artists in this year. But at the same time, I think you mentioned you saw the clip that they did a whole Go Go tribute. That CeeLo. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, that was like it was rocking. And I think it, he wrote that. I think he wrote that song for the show. Well, which one? Because he interpersed uh, like four, four or five songs. The, the main, the main, like the main, the main head. Where okay. uh, before before you go go. Okay. Baby, please don't, baby, please don't go go. I think. And then he like but, add interspersed like yeah. sardines and and the butt and it was yeah. good. You know, CeeLo CeeLo is uh, problematic. And I was I even tweeted oh, like, are we yeah, allowed? Yeah. Are we allowed to listen to him because he's a rapist or whatever? But again. The music well, and the artist. I get, I get, I can get in trouble for, for. I'm not saying I'm not defending him, but what he did was. <laughs> I'm not defending him, but. No, what he what he did was was he apparently. Dropped Molly into a, one of his girlfriend's drinks uh-huh. at a club, but I don't think it went anywhere other than that. He got in trouble for that. So he's an attempted rapist. No, I think he was trying to keep the turn the party up. <laughs> okay, like, but he but, like but, but he made a comment. I think that's what got him in trouble. He made a comment like in in response to the controversy that basically he said that he didn't feel like what would have happened or having sex with a woman under the influence was considered rape. I think that's what it was, mm. which is why the, the, the Twitter streets were angry at, at CeeLo. Right, right. Well, you know, it cost him a lot. Yeah, it did. A lot. So I would say it had to be more than just a, I think he just should have shut up. I think these artists having Twitter sometimes and Instagram, it was almost better back when you couldn't. It made me think about that with the Grammy conversation last week. Like before you didn't know if an artist was upset because there was no way for you to get to them, you know, unless they choose to go on the news and tell everybody that they were upset. But you didn't have access to their innermost thoughts on Twitter and Instagram back then. And now they just get on there and just post whatever. Yeah, they, immediately, right from your phone while you're on the toilet. <laughs> right before their publicist can get to them and be yeah. like, don't do that. So yeah. it's a lot of people getting well, canceled over this foolishness. Well, he's, you know, I mean, CeeLo is, uh, you know, Goody Mob released a record this year that he's on. Um, I did not called know Survival, that. Called Survival Kit. Oh. Um, so, you know, he's still making music with them. Mm-hmm. I think I think Gnarls Barkley is over. I think he he had a CeeLo Green album 2018 or 2019. He did a Christmas album a couple years ago. Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. I did, I did not listen to all of it. He no. did a really nice rendition of Mary Did You Know. But um, that was yeah. the only thing I heard. Off of that. You know, I was another controversial statement. I like CeeLo better rapping than I do singing. He didn't even love, rap as much as he did sing. 
I know, but man, those early Outkast yeah. albums, early Goody Mob albums, yeah. when he would come on, you're like, this is about to be the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's his, true. His, his tone. I mean, like, like, he's a cool singer. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a cool singer, but like, you know, you know, give me a little bit of Lauren Hill mixture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't need him to, you know, you can I don't need him to hold both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straddle the line. You. I got you. I got you. Yeah, so that was, that was actually one of my favorite again i didn't watch all the performances but they had a really cool like soul cipher with um uh shanice shantae moore stokely and pj morton that was pretty cool oh wow i'm looking at the i'm looking at the winners like i don't know what they're giving out awards for who cares nobody nobody's here for that jasmine sullivan came and ripped down she's got a new album coming out in um january that she just announced so you know it was good i mean it's everything's so strange now with these award shows with all these prepackaged like performances or I, that one actually looked like it was more on a stage. It was like a sound stage and they were coming in. Um, but one of the award shows, it was like they were all recording from home and sending in their, you know, performances, Yeah. you know, via email or whatever. So COVID, su- COVID sucks. It's, it's the worst, but you know, I, today, uh, three of the former presidents said they would do their vaccine live on the, on TV just to show mm. that it's, it's safe. So if the vaccine is coming, we'll see if we can get this thing eradicated once and for all. Yeah, man. Or at least know. controlled. I, controlled. Yeah, it's it's. I, I I don't know, man. It's it's going. They just shut us. They just locked us back down last night in L.A. Like yeah. closing closing all the businesses and man, I gotta tell you, people want Gavin Newsom's head on a platter. Like it's like you know it's almost like as bad as the Minnesota or the Michigan. Uh, oh. Big Gretch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is she, is she, I mean, there's so much fake, like, there's so much, like, fake social media. Is she getting indicted for something? No. Or is that just, no. That was just, that was just someone saying that. Yeah, that yeah she she's not, not that I'm aware of. And I just watched an interview with her the other day. I don't believe yeah. she's getting indicted. But the thing about it is, like, people are going to be pissed no matter what. Because our governor right. is doing nothing. And people here are pissed. Because right. it's like, you don't care about our lives, you know, Rhonda right. So it doesn't matter what the governor does. They're not going to make anyone happy. But I think at the end of the day, the saving the lives of your constituents should be number one. For sure. For sure. I mean, it sucks, man. I mean, you know, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about the holidays and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I, I'm sick of people anyway. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine staying home, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving was weird for us this year. Um, you know, just in the house. I cooked a lot of food. Um, we were supposed to have a whole family get together, and it just, you know, obviously about a month or so to go, it just wasn't going to happen. So I just did all the cooking, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, so la- Thanksgiving. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so last week I teased. Um, about the fact that I was watching this um, Voices of Fire choir competition. If you, <laughs> right. you want to call it a choir, it was a, comp- a choir show on Netflix, this, fi- this choir that Pharrell was working on um, putting together and producing. And I guess they're like a legit thing. Like they've been on albums and they've toured a little bit, you know, pre-COVID or whatever. Sure. But I, I mentioned how I was triggered while uh, watching this show and I will now explain why <laughs> I was triggered. I mean, you know that I, you know, because we've talked about it like every episode that I was in a choir in college. Yes, yes. Yeah, with yes. A, it came with a robe. It came with, a, a, you, you got different sashes depending on <laughs> your, your range. Oh, your, your level. Yeah, your level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I, know, I know about that choir. But, yeah, but the, the, the story has nothing to do with the choir per se. But, you know, the, the accompaniment to the choir was the church I was attending. I think my sophomore year of college, my junior year of college, I joined a church in Detroit. And what up, though, Detroit? And maybe a month or two after joining the church, I got pulled to the side. I'll try to make this story as succinct as possible because I could go on and on. But I was pulled to the side about auditioning for this play that the church was doing. Every May, they would do this major musical uh, with the youth department. I was kind of straight out of the fence. I was like 21. You know, I wasn't really youth per se. But I got pulled to the side and asked to audition for this play. I had just gotten there. I wasn't really versed in the church culture. Um, right. I was like, all right. I'll do it. I'll audition. I, you know, I did a little bit of acting like here and there in school, but nothing. Se- seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, seventh eighth grade. Like I never yeah. auditioned for the High School Musicals. Like I you never that did. wasn't my. Nope. Even though I was in the drama club, that wasn't my thing. So um, anything that requires singing, basically, I wouldn't. <laughs> like if I right. have to sing, no, no thank you. Um, but this audition required singing, so I had to. Were go, you? Were go you ahead. as a junior? In high school. In high school, uh-huh. Were you an acapella choir, or did they make you stay in the general choir? I was an acapella choir, which okay, was the audition right. choir. So I guess okay, I did audition right, for good. something. All right, okay, okay, good, good. All right, so but carry on. low-key, I think that he just put all the black girls in the... <laughs> all the black yeah. kids in the acapella choir. They're like, they can sing. They're yeah, black. For sure. <laughs> well. That's not stereotype. No runs? Yeah, no runs? The, when you're on, none, of that. Audition. None, none of that. <laughs> Sing it straight. Sing it straight. <laughs> so I go to this audition, and it's real informal, but I have to go in. They just want, wanted me to sing, Yes, Jesus Loves Me. You know, it was very simple. I was acting out a little scene. And so, Yes, Jesus Loves Me. Like, I just sang it real quick. Um, and that was like the whole audition. So I was like, mm. That's all the singing I have to do. I, I can manage that. So I get the lead in this play. I oh, no, I did not know this. <laughs> I was the really? lead character. The play... <laughs> you're going to laugh. The play, the play was called Cinderella, oh. but <laughs> but it was S-I-N-Derella. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, they, they, heard about, they heard about your slits that you wore. Them. <laughs> <laughs> she wore them they heard about my slits and said she'd be perfect for the role. So... <laughs> I was cast as Cinderella in the play. Wow. So the, go ahead, you have can, a question. Can, can you give me the elevator pitch on what Cinderella story is? So, of course, it's a it's an offshoot of the main Cinderella story. Uh-huh. Um, but it sounds like she's a villain. So... The, the, the cookie cutter, the, the Reader's Digest summary of Cinderella was that there was a young woman whose father, she went to church with her father, I think he might have been a pastor, and okay. he died when she was young and it turned her away from God. Oh, so okay. she was left with the Heavy. evil, yeah, she was left with the evil stepmother and the Uh-oh. two stepsisters who were just evil, you know, she was like a leader. Hoochies, in the, Hoochies. No, they, were, was, they oh. were leaders in the church. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And... Um, they, the two, three girls all go to the high, same high school or whatever. And there's this guy that, you know, he's like the man at the high school and there's a school dance. Cinderella gets all dressed up. She, her fairy step angel, <laughs> I don't know, fairy God angel comes in and 
transforms her. The prince falls in love with her. He goes to the house. He realizes that she decides to get saved, by the way. That has to happen. And then um, because she's saved later, he falls in love with her at the end. Mm. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, who, wait, hold on. Go back for a second. Who was a Prince Charming? Like he was just a guy at the church? Yeah, he was my friend, Jason. What's up, Jason? No, 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 no. I'm not who, not who the actor is. Oh, 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 well, still, what's up, Jason? Yeah, what up, Jason? (laughs) (laughs) No, he was a guy, he was like the guy at the church. He was a pastor's son and, you know, he was the guy that all the girls wanted and, you know, Mm. he, he was the one that ultimately chose Cinderella. So So... But her name's Cinderella. Don't, like with S I N. Don't you think that would be a natural deterrent? <laughs> I think, if I recall, I mean, granted, this was God. This is like twelve years yeah. ago. But I think they called her Dorella. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. You know, it was a who wrote, who wrote it? Who wrote it? A lady at the church. Ah, I love it. Okay, yeah. now it was, it was all in an in-house production. Yeah, I, I, I can. All, I'm closing my eyes and picturing you <laughs> being Mariah Carey on set. <laughs> Saying, like, where is my tea? <laughs> I, I was told there would be tea. I need my pillows fluffed. I need uh, yellow uh, M&M's only. Yeah, Peanut only. butter, please. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But okay. here's the thing. I'm so meek. Like, I, I was so meek. Like, I, the, the, the church was, the passion of the church is, I'm going to just say it because it's part of the story. Marvin Winans of the yes. Winans is yeah. the pastor of the church. So I'm in there and I'm like this new member and I'm kind of meek and I'm low-key a little starstruck, you know, because I let this church right. or whatever. Um, but, you know, he didn't come to the rehearsals or whatever. It was just sort of like, I was just meek, you know, because I was like, I'm, you know, I don't know how I got this role. I found out later just because it was an aesthetic thing. Like they liked the way me and Jason looked together. But wow. I was like, how did I? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was one of those predis- predisposed, like you were going to get this role. Back. You could have it, went in there and it sounded completely tone deaf and we would have gave yeah. you the role. How many songs did you have in the show? So this is where I had one. So remember, when I auditioned, oh, when I auditioned, it was Yes, Jesus Loves Me, right? Yes, Jesus, Jesus loves, loves me. Very simple. And, and look, you can fake that. Yeah. So I get to rehearsal, and the big show song for me to sing when oh. Darrell is having this existential crisis of faith was Open My Heart by Yolanda Adams. Oh, wow. I'm like, how did we go from, <laughs> yes, Jesus loves me, to this whole Yolanda Adams song? So they're like, okay, we'll sing the song. You're going to sing it. So I would get on stage. That part would come. And I would just stand there. They would play the music. And I'm just sitting there like, mm, I ain't doing this. Y'all, this was not what I signed up for. Whoa. I didn't sign up for this. So they're like, we got to sing the song. I'm not singing the song. And so I was just like, like I was just squeak out like diva. notes. You're diva. You're diva. You're diva. I, I told you I ain't singing this song. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, because listen, first of all, I'm not a singer. When I do sing, you hear how my voice sounds. I am maybe a contralto, maybe a tenor. Like I have a very low voice. Like even when I am yeah. singing, them high notes and me don't get along. So put me at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because I refuse to sing this song, we had a Saturday rehearsal. I mean, we took a break. We're all standing outside in the parking lot, just just chopping it up, whatever. Somebody from the church is like, come back inside. Just talking to me. Come back inside. I was like, well, for what? They said, well, the pastor uh, wants to see you. I said, <laughs> pastor wants to see me? He doesn't even know my name. He wants to see me? 
Yes, he does. So I'm just standing there like, and I don't leave him waiting. I was like, oh my God. So I go back in the sanctuary. Marvin the Winans is sitting at a piano playing Open My Heart on the piano. And there's another lady sitting next to him from from the choir department. And he's like, well, I want you to sing the song. I was like, I'm sorry? Sing. He's Ooh. like, sing the song. That's your shot. That's your shot. It's I feel my vomit. heart rate. I can feel my heart rate raising as I tell this story. Yeah. Like, that's how. Vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. This is your shot. This is it. Oh, God. Not throwing away my shot. I, sh- I should have. I should yeah. have. So I sing oh. the whole song, top to Whoa. bottom, beginning. And as he's playing, he's just looking at me and playing and just looking at me. And playing wow. the song. And I'm just singing it like the best I can, right? Right. So at the end. You just, knew it. You knew the song. I knew right? the song. It wasn't like I didn't okay. know it. It's just that okay. I wasn't going to sing it because I knew I sounded terrible. Mm. So the song ends and there's just silence in the room. <laughs> now, mind you, we're on the big stage. You've been to the church. It's yeah. a big stage. Yeah, yeah, huge stage. Yeah. I'm standing there in silence. And um, to break the silence, because, you know, I can't sit in silence. I said, you you farted. (laughs) That might have been better, actually. I said, I said, well, I'm I'm not comfortable with that song that, you you know, Yolanda Adams, you know, sings. I can't. Yeah. So he says, well, that's because Yolanda Adams can sing. Oh, and I think my life ended at that very moment. Oh. I didn't know what to say. The lady next to him, like, just kind of covered her face because she was like, Oh my god, I can't believe he just said that to her. And I was like, Yeah, it's true. I mean, I didn't know what oh, to say. So I had this wow. Grammy Award winning gospel artist basically told me to my face, You can't sing, girl. Wow, like, I don't know what we're gonna do because you can't. So my, my hope was they would just cut the song from the play. Like, it's not necessary. I'm not going to sing it. You know what they had me do instead? They had someone from the pit sing the song and me pantomime to it for four minutes. I do. That's what I was, was going to say was going to happen. <laughs> yes. That's what I was going to say. I had to, like, do interpretive liturgical dance to this song while someone else sang it because they weren't going to let me sing it. I wasn't going to wow. sing it. Wow. And this I play, mean, they put the play on at the public hall in uh, Detroit at a major like theater in Detroit. How many? How many seats? I don't know. Too many. What's it? What's it called? I don't know. I think it's a public public hall or public. Was, was it sold out? I don't know. Okay. I didn't pay attention to the details. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. It's below you. You're the, you're the talent. You don't need to worry about such things. Don't <laughs> worry about ticket sales and whatnot. Yeah, no, yeah I, don't, I don't care. There is a video that I'm not ever going to post. But I have, I'll send it, I'll send it to you. It's of the play, but I'll send it to you. But y'all listening. I didn't know anything about any of this. Yeah. Does mom know about this? I don't know. She must, she will now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Now, listen, I know my limits. I feel like, you know, I can carry a tune on certain things. You know what I mean? Like if I look. When you sing. From what I've seen, what I've seen, I'm you're, hot. You 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 very you very much internalized. Sweating. <laughs> like I'm you, hot. You sing you sing in and not out, and you right. sing Up and not forward, right? But so nobody's ever saying, told me that. Like I yeah. don't have any any training. Yeah, it's it's very interesting when I when I see you sing because you know you, you're not terrible. 
<laughs> like you're not terrible. Like, I just don't I mean, know how to do it. Although I'm, oh, God, oh man, dude, I would love to see that that uh, that rehearsal footage, that behind the scenes. Oh, I don't have the rehearsal. It's the actual play. You play with Marvin Winans on stage. <laughs> He's probably kill, he's probably killing this song on piano. He was it so killing beautifully. it. Like, how do you know this song so well? Yeah, because <laughs> you have a Grammy. That's how. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Adding little, adding little expression <laughs> flares, doing quick like the juicy little walk-ups. And just uh, looking yeah. at me like playing it all beautifully, just staring at me like, well, what, what's well, happening here? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's that's tough to say. I mean, I would say, oh, yeah, because a lot of Addison sing. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> I mean that's brutal. Like it's so it's like, mean. Yeah, I mean maybe not that song for you. Maybe that was the thing. Pick a different song. Or or let's like we said about Alicia Keys last week. Take it down. Take it down. Take, take it, it down. down a, take it down a half step or a step. But you know, like somebody like me, let's say let's say you're doing uh, a Prince mm-hmm. tribute, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not in the right key, I'd be furious. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, you know, you know your pocket. You have a pocket. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. get me outside the pocket, it's gonna be a not, a not right. a good thing. Right. I was like, I could have rapped. Wow. I, I, I could have came in there like, we got the prank just to make it today. You know what I mean? I could have came in there and did something else. Well, you know, for the listeners that don't know, Carla does have a history of recording <laughs> hip hop songs. <laughs> I got bars. Have- yeah, Carla got Carla got bars. I get bars. That's it. That is. I did not know it about any of that. Yeah, that is. Like, clearly, clearly, with good reason because you, you got clowned by <laughs> Marvin Wattens. Oh man, like they could have just fired you. you right. Like you know what? You know he could have just fired you. He could have just sure let me been, go. Maybe yeah. he had. Maybe they had a behind the scenes conversation like we need a new Cinderella because this one can't sing. But. Wow. They didn't, wow. and I think that was what frustrated me was because I was new. I didn't, I, I wasn't able to advocate for myself at that point. I was too young or naive or whatever. Like I could have been like, can we just try a different song? Like I understand that this is the, the playwright's vision, but this, this is, we're not gelling. Like me and the vision don't go together. So let's do something else. I can sing something by Men of Standard, Kirk Franklin, you know. Something. Well, you're, you're a contradiction though, because you were bold enough to say, I'm not singing it. <laughs> on during rehearsal, so you definitely had well, no, your no. confidence. I didn't say that. I just stood there and didn't sing it. Mm. Yeah, I just stood there and didn't sing it. I was, I was, the, it was just in action. The other way you could have gone. Now I don't know that. I don't like. I, I, I don't know that you have uh, the ability to cut this free and be this wild on stage. Is just to sing it as 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 bad as you possibly can or not bad but you know just sing it like like give all your main like your jennifer hudson up there singing uh and dream girls like just just giving it everything you got everything, and just being, everything like leave it abysmal, on the stage abysmal. Yeah. I, mean, I, I i would imagine let's say the song's four minute longs about the first two minutes are going to be brutal but about two and a half people are like okay like, okay, like, okay. People get, like yeah, you're going like, for it you don't have yeah, to say you, take your time baby take your time yeah, right <laughs> i mean that, that is brilliant <laughs> had 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 i not had i had i thought and been a little bit more headstrong that's probably what i would have done just left it all on the stage like it or not but um well see this and this is sort of the, the basis of this podcast because we didn't really talk back then right for me to even know that any of this was going on so what you you were well not you you were 
You said a sophomore in college. No, I was a junior. It was 2000. So I was 20. Oh, was my, I wasn't even 21 was yet. Yeah, I wasn't 21 was yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after I, when I came, before I came to your graduation, all this happened. Whoa. Yeah. It's to the point, this was 20 years ago. I hate that song by Yolanda Adams to this day. <laughs> you're sweating. You're visibly <laughs> sweating. I, I'm, I'm, I have on a hoodie. I'm hot. No, I, no it's not that because you, you were fine up before you started telling that story. Like, no, you're, you're having a visceral reaction to it. <laughs> that's how, I get that's it. how I get bad it, it was. That's I like, get it. I get it. Like, you know, there, there, there's some things that I've done in my life. Like, for example, I went, um, me and, uh, what up, Noodles? Uh, me and Drew went to, uh, this club once, and we went with this uh, former child star, this actor. He is a popular guy, like from LA. Yeah. And uh, we walk into this club. They walk us in the back. It was like it was like Goodfellas. They walk us through the back door, and and he, everyone comes in like, "Yo, he's in the building. He's in the building." Everyone's like, "Oh!" We get on the stage with the DJ booth, and the DJ has this big red button. Uh-huh. And the guy and the guy comes up and goes, "Hey!" And bang, hits the button. Everyone's like, "Oh!" In the club, and it was it was cool. So then we're, we're on stage dancing or whatever, like because we're, we're part of his entourage. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is right when uh, Niggas in Paris came out by yes. Jay-Z. And, uh, and so, boop, 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 boop. And, and I go, I grab, I go, bam, hit the button. And like, it was like security swarm. Like, oh. <laughs> and, and whenever I tell that story, I'm like, oh, it was so embarrassing. We got kicked off the stage. Yeah, like, like it was it was so embarrassing oh in front of God. in front of like three thousand people in this club. <laughs> we got kicked off the stage for me touching the equipment, and then, you know they were all cool about it. Like uh, like the, the the people I was with were all cool about it. Yeah, but, but he, the DJ was not. DJ was pissed, and the actor the actor was kind of like uh, he was like, yeah, you kind of have to have some sway to be able to well, do. Well, I that. didn't know. Why don't the, the like, y'all didn't give me the button rules before we get up here? I was I was like, hey, I was on workout. <laughs> I was on a reality show six years ago. That's right, guys. Greg was yeah. on Bravo's workout. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. He was yeah, on a reality yeah. show. It, yeah, it's it's buried in the pantheon of Bravo's. Uh, well, it was it was pre Housewives. I mean, you know, you had. Well, the we, no, it was the same time. Same time really? as uh, the first one. Same time. The, as first, the first one. one. Okay. Uh, okay. I think it was Orange County was the first one. Okay. That is, but I can I cannot believe. I mean, no, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have reactions to that that story for the rest of your life. Forever. It's, I, cannot, it's I, I cannot hear I even like I watched Yolanda Adams tribute last year on TV. I said, okay, when she got to that song, I, I, I can do it. I can watch this song. Nope. Turned it off. Whoa. Like, I hate that so song. So how so so how are the how many performances was it? How did one. it go? One performance, one and done. It went fine, but that was the last play that Perfecting Church did. Oh, you killed him. <laughs> you killed it. Oh, you killed him. Dude, that's crazy. They haven't done another play in 20 years. That's crazy. You killed it. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's funny. They're like, well, uh, they're probably in the board meeting, uh, the deacon board. Like, so uh, we need a fundraiser this year. Oh, we should probably do another play. Nope. Mm. Mm -mm. Not after that one. I don't know. She still go here? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm surprised you weren't banished from. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. No, that pay. is so funny. I was, I was paying my time. They weren't going nowhere. Oh, oh god, that's so goodness. funny. Yeah. All right. So, uh, was it three acts, two acts? Do you remember? I believe it was a two act play because there was one intermission. Okay. Yeah. How? And you were on stage. You were the lead. I was the lead. I was almost in every scene. 
Wow. Yeah. How, how the how the dialogue go? Dialogue was fine. We had our lines down. Like that wasn't wow. the issue. It was just. Oh man. And I'm the thing, is, I don't think anyone else had a solo. If I think back through it, like there were like musical performance, like musical interludes, but th- there were no other like big solos in the show. Not even at the end, because the thing about it was that the the Jason playing the prince, you would think the prince would have a big song too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, all I'm alright. So I think it was our first episode we did the flux capacitor. Yeah. If if, if you could go back in time mm. and get back on get back on stage, I would I would plead for you just to go for it. I probably just ab- would. Just absolutely, just go for it, like. Like like crawling on like on your floor <laughs> on the like like I mean like just giving it to him. Alone him in a room. <laughs> I mean, I don't know this song. I'm gonna have to listen to it. Oh my but, god! Uh, I'll have but to post gonna, it on the Instagram. That is amazing. I'm just telling you, there there are that that will haunt you forever. You know the thing about it. It's been 20 years now. I mean, I'm sweaty, but like just because I don't I haven't told the story from beginning to end like that. But oh, it's like wow. it's something I think about, but. I'm, I also was a claim to fame. <laughs> How many people can be told by a Grammy Award winning gospel artist who sung with Michael Jackson, who sung with Whitney Houston, he married Whitney and Bobby, and he told me I can't sing. Yes. Like, it's my calling uh, card. It's my claim to fame. Uh, but you're not that bad. Again. It was just that song. That song. Right. And if you hear that the song, song. If you, I wish like we could play it. If you could hear the song, you'd be like, there's no way um, Carlo could have pulled this off. Wow. That's usually like when I'm singing, you know, just for fun. I'm usually singing songs by men because that's my yeah. that's yes. my comfort zone right there is like tenor. Whoa. All right. So I guess I guess we, we can segue this into. Uh, so when you were doing that. Yeah. Right. When you were. This is <laughs> this is 2000. Yeah. I was a senior in high school. Uh-huh. I was a. I was a professional working musician in Cleveland <laughs> playing piano and singing in a band that opened for Ben Harper. I opened for John Schofield. I was a professional, like I had a residency gig at a, at a Coventry bar every Monday for like six months. Like, the, like <laughs> the, par- the paradox of it all. At the, at the same time, matter, ma- matter of fact, oh I was in the high school, I was at the Mountain Dew High School Rock Off that we like placed like third or fourth place in. Yeah. But you were at one of those shows. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Was this at the same time that you had already auditioned for this play? Was that, it depends on the timing. Oh, Jan- what year I was think that? it was like, it was, no, it was 99, 2000. So it would have been, yeah, this would have been. The play started like February 2000. It was early. And the play, the, so we went, actually. That's we, when you auditioned. That's when you auditioned. The audition was like January, February. The play. Yeah, no, actually, it had to be right around the same time. I think it was after Christmas that's break. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> But you would get like the singing roles in high school and stuff too. You would get the solo, and I just yeah. think it's it's the it's I don't know. Like maybe it's because you're a guy and you have your voice. You know, maybe that's just where. Well, mm, well, you know, we can go back. We can go back to. Uh, did we talk about this? I don't know if we talked about this on air or off, but um, I remember we went on some trip to. Uh, an outlet mall or something mm-hmm. and that's like when I I had like a few Prince cassettes but I got the hits uh, one and two in yeah. the B-sides um, you know compilation album mm-hmm. on CD mm-hmm. and I went home and turned it on and was trying to si- like trying to like sing with Prince 
and my voice was cracking. I didn't mm-hmm. have a falsetto. I, mm-hmm. I was straining. Yeah. Like, like the same way that, like, you know, someone might sit and, like, put turn on a guitar and, like, try to learn every song, to, mm-hmm. uh, every note that um, on, like, a Guns N' Roses album yeah. or, like, whatever. Yeah. I was doing that with Prince and training my voice. And eventually got there. Yeah. Eventually got there. I was able to, fall, you know, I had a good falsetto and, you know, I had crazy range. Yeah. Um, so I... I don't when I, I like you did not as much as you love Michael Jackson and listen to him in your room. I wasn't never working si- on it. You were never you were never singing along. Like I would listen to those albums over and over and yeah. sing along note for note for note for note for note. Yeah. And it built up this crazy um endurance, mm-hmm. vocal endurance mm-hmm. that I that I could do all sorts of stuff. I mean, you know, when I but when I got into like bands um, I remember I think my first band I tried to play the song uh, Endorphin Machine which is on um, The Gold Experience uh-huh. and it, it, was a, it was one of it's one of the screaming print songs oh wow and uh, and I would blow my voice out a lot wow okay so, like I, I'd, I'd leave for because you know I just didn't know how to do it right but I so I think but also but trying to do that learning how to control is just what you didn't have the training in yeah. to be able to do cuz you probably could do that song if they gave you training 6 Maybe. months 6 months yeah. <laughs> I didn't have 6 months I had no, 3 I, I had you, 3 months okay no even 3 months you could do it but like but like you know he'd have to work with you and you'd have to or or someone in the choir have to work yeah. with you yeah yeah and show you show you where where you need to be holding your air none of that like, happened yeah, like for them just to throw you in the fire like that is tough. And that's the thing that I've always thought about with, with singers. I think that's part was part of my problem is that, that I always just assumed it was a natural gift. And people do have the natural gift to sing. Like some people are just, but then many people do train their voices to learn how to sing. And the, natural gift, the natural gift is the tone. Okay. Like if, like, like if, if you <clears throat> sing and you have like a cool tone to your voice, a cool mm-hmm. natural, that is natural. Now, I mean, like you can do things to manipulate it and you right. can try to, you can try to, you know, alter it a little bit, mm-hmm. but your natural tone, like, you know, like whether it's gravelly or whether it's really pretty or whether it's rough, whatever right. it is, it's just going to naturally come out of you. And then at that point that can be trained. And you can build, hung. you have a foundation to build off of. Yeah, like CeeLo's voice, you know, it, it, that that's his natural tone. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think like in um what was the song on um Southern Playlistic? It was uh Get Up, Get Out and Get Something. Yeah. I don't recall graduating at all. Yeah. I think I like like that was CeeLo, that's the first time I heard CeeLo's voice and I never forgot it. Yeah. But now I don't know if he I don't know if he could sing then the way he can now. I'm sure he got training. Andre three thousand too. Mm-hmm. But th- but their tone was there. Right. Like there's just the building block because my baby, I think she's got a great tone to her singing voice. If that's right. something that she wanted to do, I think that she could build on it because it's pretty when she's sure. singing. But like, yeah, I just I always thought it was something that you just came naturally. So you know, never thought to try to build at it. I never really got feedback that you know there was something there. So I just, you know, what about my business? Right. You know, just right. singing the car in the shower. You know, I, I sing right. in the shower now. I, I have an R&B playlist. Right. I play every time it's I'm in the shower. But, uh, but until uh, so you hit skip when Yolanda Adams comes on, <laughs> she ain't on my playlist because I want to oh, be yeah, happy yeah, in the yeah, shower. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for sure. A lot, sure. Of, a lot of a lot of Drew Hill. Lot, that's the thing. I love the dramatic singers like Cisco and like you know the Boys to right. Men, like just all the R and B drama of the '90s. Like it's just so See, fun to sing. I can like I can sing Boys to Men and cover all of their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Drew Hill, like I'm not. Uh, R&B screamer like Cisco's kind of a screamer mm-hmm. 
Um, whereas Boys to Men was was uh, the one so smooth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, 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 runs. oh man, yeah, like, like that, that's no joke, man. And like, I, I saw his, uh, I saw his kids. The want they have their mm-hmm. the want one one more, one more, yeah, mm-hmm. they're yeah, those, those boys, like the young one. I was like, I was like, ooh, yeah, they could sing, yeah. But he probably is training them how to do it. For sure, there's something about it. It's breath control. There's something to it, like. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it's also that that, that natural tone to be able to. Yeah, you know, get it, get in your like. Wanye like sings in his nostrils, but he's able to support his breath, and it gives mm-hmm. him this crazy head voice that he yeah. doesn't break. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like you know, like like the white, the white, um, like the white uh, equivalent to that is, the, if you listen to the Talking Heads, mm-hmm. uh, David Byrne, when that guy gets to screaming and gets mm-hmm. gets up there, man, he like he he. He keeps climbing and climbing and yeah. climbing and climbing and climbing, and his voice never breaks. He never breaks in the head voice. Yeah. You know yeah. whose voice really impressed me was old dude from um, Panic at the Disco. When they oh, did, oh, he, oh. He, he did that Into the Unknown cover, I was like, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah, his voice is crazy. He's his sick. Voice is crazy. His voice is crazy, yeah. I mean, the band's cool, too. I mean, you know, but like it was cool for them to let him do that. Because I think yeah. Demi Lovato did the first Frozen. She did like, Yeah, Let It Go yeah. or whatever. Yeah, which is no, nice. No, it's like, you know, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, but but it was a good idea to let him sing it. It was it was crazy. So so let me ask you, like, what at what point in your growing up did you were you like, you know what? There's something here. Like, was it feedback you were getting from other people to make you say, you know, I could actually sing, I could perform? Because we've we've witnessed uh, people that we know that we thought they thought they had it, and we've seen them crash and burn. Right, right, in, in right. person. Well, um, I think the first time I ever got feedback, it had to be like fourth, fifth, or sixth grade, sometime around then. Were you in the ensemble? Tri- no, they, my voice was too. I, I they ensemble wanted all like sopranos and like tenor ones. Oh, okay. Like they, they they didn't want any, and my voice had a little too much bottom to it okay but i remember i remember um i went in and did an acapella and sang ben by michael jackson acapella mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in front in front of a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. and uh and in the room like and everyone and everyone was like whoa like now i don't know i don't know that because it was uh, you know because it's a black dude singing but i know <laughs> i was like, all right but it, but it, but you know but it was it, but then i was like okay and then um I remember we uh, in sixth grade we did a play, and at the end of that play, it was like a Martin Luther King play, and at the end at the end of that play, of course, so Mrs. Yeah, uh, they were trying, man. At least they were trying. I know they were. Shut up, they, ca- they, they, they cast uh, it was me and two other kids that played, and we rotated the the Martin Luther King part. It was two white dudes. <laughs> Minute. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Soltis, Ricky Soltis. I can't remember who the third one was. I want to say like Joe Romito, but yeah, but oh my boy my Ricky. So yeah, whatever. Like I don't play Martin Luther King. That's fine. And uh, but at the end of that, that we did Heal the World, and they had the ensemble sing. But they and and they were like, you know, there's a place in mm-hmm. your heart. Mm-hmm. And then they heal the world. Then I I would come in with the with all the ad libs. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I was singing the ad libs on top of it. Nice. And then I believe it was like, and then I started to get some attention from singing. Mm-hmm. And uh, like seventh or eighth grade is when things kind of started to pick up as far okay. as like what was going on and drama and like I was getting I was getting like standalone solos they were sending me to competitions to dream, the impossible yeah. dream uh, shut up man like, hey. 
Hey, Alyssa, I now, now at least I got it out. I didn't sit up there squeaking, squeaking was, out farts. <laughs> because I picked a song in your range. I picked that song. Well, right. even better. Sure, if I had sure, picked my own sure. song, it would have been different. Um, but then, um, yeah, I, I sang that song to audition for the play. I was in eighth grade and I auditioned for the high school play. I got in. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I sang um, uh, My Funny Valentine, I think. Nice. And got into like the show choir. Okay. Oh, that's right. You were in show choir. Yeah. Friend, so okay, those I, who I, don't know that Solon High School show <laughs> choir was something. They would yeah, national sing, champions. National, national champions. champions show choir singing and dancing in sparkly outfits and yep. doing doing <laughs> what they do. Doing what they yeah. do. They and were I the, came in and I came in as a full, like it never happened. Like I was the first freshman ever come in as a full member. Yeah, because show show and choir it, was elite. Yeah, it was very, very elite. And then um, How did I forget you were in show choir? That's a well, big because, deal. Because also at the same time I was doing well in track and then I kind of backed out of uh, I backed out of show choir. Like they went on the, like the, they went on like the national yeah. competition. I was like, ah, I'm not going to go on that. I'm going to stay and <laughs> okay. hit these L, these L relays or whatever it was. Like I'd yeah. rather do that. Right. So then, so then I, I went back and they, and they like demoted me. So I was like, ah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's your, here's your sparkly vest back. <laughs> and it was then, like, uh, it's the same thing when I lost first chair. I was like, forget the orchestra. Who needs it? Yeah. Well, but I, you know, I know that every year they'd go to like Florida or Texas mm-hmm. or somewhere and compete in a national. Ca- so you'd have the same problem every year. Yeah, I'm like I'm not gonna, you know, and like, and I was, and, I, and by my sophomore year, I essentially was the captain of the track team. Right. Um. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm trying to win states. I'm not trying to, you know, dance and sing. Go to Broadway. On, uh, yeah, and uh, broad. Yeah, Broadway was never my. Yeah. Was never what I wanted. To well, several do. of the kids from Show Choir did go to Broadway. So yeah, yeah, for sh- sure. Shout for out sure. to them. Uh, yeah, matter of fact, um, uh, Rob Sapp is uh, killing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Um, yeah, actually, we have a mutual, we had a mutual friend who was on Broadway, and we and he's like, you know, Rob Sapp. <laughs> How? I was like, oh well, we were Show Choir cuz. I went to preschool with him, cuz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in um, he was in um, Lion King. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but I remember him. Um, that play I was in eighth grade, in the oh. high school play. He was in that. But then, um, okay, so then after, so then sophomore year, I started. Uh, someone asked me to join their band as a singer. Okay. And and that's when I I started to mess around with piano, mm-hmm. playing piano. But that's when I kind of really started to focus on that and songwriting. Mm-hmm. And. Um, then by my senior year, I had like a piano, bass, and drum trio. That's uh, crazy. That, that, that was all self-taught. That, all self-taught. Um, yeah, up to that point. Up to that point. Okay. Um, yeah, which you know, going you know, going back, like I, I said, if I could play the so- the songs that I play now, because you know, I play a lot of stuff from the '90s that we grew up with. If I could play that stuff now, yeah, it, it would it would the game would have been completely different because mm-hmm. they they they, they would have said I was a virtuoso. Wow. You know. Um, <clears throat> Someone did call me a virtuoso went during that, uh, but you know I don't think he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> but uh, but okay. but uh, but no, but but it was all you know. That, then I started. I'd been writing my own songs and stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, and then when I went to college, you know, like I, I was I kind of you know I realized I, I think I I was trying to learn how to play bass at that point. Mm-hmm. Slapping um, the bass, slapping the bass, <laughs> and I, and I yeah you know, had a couple embarrassing like you know I, I was a little too confident. I think I played. I think I played. Um, what, 
my senior year, I think I, we played Vibrant thing and we did an instrument switch. Okay. And I got a, I got it from piano and my the, uh, started playing the bass. Oh, he was doing the Prince thing. And, yeah, and then like the bass player started playing the guitar. The drummers all stand on the drums. Oh, okay. But, or, or he started sequencing drums or something like that. But you know, you know, you know, ba- you know, bass and piano are connected in a way as, as are piano mm-hmm. and drums. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then, um, yeah, so then. Um, that like when I was eighteen or nineteen is when I really kind of dove into delved into learning other instruments, mm-hmm. and you know I spent spent a lot of time in Columbus, a lot of money like going to I was I was I would take for like eight months I would go to I would take piano lessons on Monday, Wednesday I would take uh, guitar lessons, mm-hmm. and then Friday I would take drum lessons. So for, like, eight honing, or nine honing your craft basically. Yeah, so you could become... yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. Tr- I was still playing in bands, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, and then uh, we, you know then. When I moved out to LA, um, that's when I got like the recording. Actually, no, no, no. I moved to LA, moved back to Ohio, and recorded an album on my first like record on like I learned how to do Pro Tools. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. And then from there, I went back to LA and started bands. And that's what that's what like I started like playing a lot of shows. Started playing for a lot of people. Right. But, right. But it, yeah, but it was, it was a gradual thing where I think I think going back to like the fourth, fifth grade when someone's like, "Hey, man, you can sing." Um, I remember sitting in like Scott Bacon's house. What up, Scott? Hey, I remember Scott. sitting like Scott Bacon. I remember sitting in Scott Bacon's house, and he would just he'd play video games. I just turn on records, and like, I remember like that Luther Vandross songs album. I would sing constantly, even if my voice breaking, whatever. But you know, that's how you you gotta yeah you learn gotta, how you to gotta sing those. sing through the through the pain, through the pain. Uh huh. Now really don't, do. don't don't let's not forget that you had a band, your first band. <laughs> that I was the, the cool kids. The cool kids. I was the manager of the cool kids. So let's not let's not leave them out of this conversation. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what it was. We, we had those guitars. Essentially, they were the Guitar Hero guitars. <laughs> yeah. That, but without being connected to Guitar Hero, where you could hit and like. And like, yeah, man, it was me. It was like me, Amit Patil, yep, and uh, a couple other kids from the neighborhood. And, uh, and uh, I remember, I, I, you took, remember you take, I remember taking the the the, uh, the album cover, the photo was album a, cover, yeah, slapping Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted I wanted to uh, do Bubbles as my pet, but you said that was copywritten by Carlos Wacky World of Sports and Music. It was, you can't have my it, music. Yeah, you owed it in perpetuity for yeah, all eternity. No, 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 I would have sued you. <laughs> That's true, man. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things that, like, you know, I try. If anyone young asks me now, I'm like, learn to play as many people, other people's music when mm. you're young mm-hmm. that you can, because you know that really is what you know dictates you getting better. Yeah. But but you know, I mean, maybe maybe there's not enough of Yolanda Adams you can sing that can <laughs> make you better. Just pick a different. Just pick a different. So you've yeah. never you never had a Marvin Wine and Jolanda Adams experience. I take it. Um no the the worst the worst it got for me was um I was still you know I was playing piano for um this guy named Peter Black may he rest in peace he uh-huh. was a big he was a producer he produced for like Brian McKnight and Jill Scott uh-huh. and he had a band and uh, he wanted me to take a solo on one of his songs. It was in a key that I don't normally mm. play in. So, and I, I, we were in, we were on a pretty big stage, and I bombed this solo. Oh, no. Bombed, 
a piano solo. Oh no! And, and you know, but he was nice about it. He's like, he's like, oh well, because he would do like DVDs of. Because I had to cut that solo out of the. Oh okay. The show out of the show. So at least but, uh, you know, yeah. But but then he, you know, then he like took me under his wing and was like, all right, and he taught me a lot of like different like licks and. You know, so he, he helped you build. He heard where you needed help and <laughs> yeah, trained exactly. and assisted a, and trained you on what you could be doing better. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And, yeah, yeah. And I still use some of his licks to this day. See, um, I just don't but, sing uh, a lot of Adams anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, that that. I mean, the worst <laughs> part would imagine. You know, the, make that story worse would be if you had to do that in front of the entire congregation. Oh my God! Yeah, that would have been. Thankfully, it was just the three of us in the sanctuary. Uh, but um, yeah, if yeah. I don't think the public humiliation, I don't think you would have taken it to that level. Um, well, the, which is, like, and even know, the I'm fact a, that the rest of the the rest of the cast was outside, like at least that they weren't in there. That, that you, you you think they were? Well, I think they know. were. As far as I know, in my mind, they were all outside. So anything right. different is a lie. Well, I mean. It, it, Maybe if he is like throwing the child in the deep end and make like so they learn how to swim, like you know, no. probably resulted in a few deaths. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't a child anymore. I was twenty one. Th- yeah. You can't throw me in the deep end. You need to help me or or get out the wow. way. Yeah, man, that is hilarious. Yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah. So, all right, well that was fun, and it's, it's interesting hearing about your, um, you know, because all of that was happening and I was gone doing that. So I didn't know that, you know, as you developed, suddenly you were in a band and making music and whatnot. So I know that your music is available if you want to tell the people. Oh, right, right. You can listen. You know, I'm starting to um, I'm starting to compile my discography. Yeah. uh, A little bit. Um, I believe my SoundCloud, it's SoundCloud.com. I'll link it in the show description. Yeah. Greg Butler, I believe. Or is it former child star? I'm not sure which one it is. Is it Greg Um, Butler? I don't know. I think I think Let's it see. might be Greg Butler. Hold on, let me look. But um, yeah, I'm I'm ah man, I I'm not logged in on my new phone. Um, but uh, yeah, you can listen to. I I believe I have um my first album that I was just talking about that I moved back from LA and did in mm-hmm. 2004, and then I did the EP I did with uh, Rob Gihana, who was a uh, member of Morse Day at the time. Mm-hmm. Me he, he me and him produced uh did an EP together, and then um. Uh, the album one of my um, uh, concept record that I was working on called Former Child Star. And I, it's, uh, it's under former, chi- former Child Star, it looks like. It's former, yeah, so soundcloud.com backslash former dash hyphen. Um, Lord Jesus. Ooh. Let me try that again. <laughs> soundcloud.com backslash former hyphen child hyphen star. That's where, and I'll put, yeah. the, I'll put the link in the um, show notes. So this wasn't just a, a plug for your music, this conversation. No, no, it was no, really no. something I wanted to know. But if y'all want to check yeah. it out, you can do so. Yeah, yeah, check it out. It's, it's, fun. it's fun stuff. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and close out this week. We're going to jump into the What You're Streaming. And um, spoiler alert, I'm letting y'all know right now, don't send us no nasty emails. Don't be dogging us on, uh, on Instagram. We're about to have spoilers for The Undoing. So if you have not yes. seen The Undoing... Um, you may want to stop playing right now, right now. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting because when you first mentioned the show uh, about two weeks ago when we had Shiana yeah. on, 
yeah. it hadn't really taken off. You know, I started watching it, and then suddenly everybody was talking about it on social media. Like it's so like it caught fire over Thanksgiving weekend or whatever. Well, that's that's because of us. Well, of talking course, about it. relative distance, we got out there. People yeah. listen to our podcast, and that's right. Uh, we gotta watch this show, David E. Kelly. Yeah, man. So I met <laughs> last week. I said that I had theories I was going to discuss with you offline right. that never happened. We never did that. I thought about that. Yeah, it never happened. So let's pretend like it's last week. My theory at the time was that the wife, Grace, would have some sort of psychotic break. Mm. I thought that, you know, the girlfriend being all weird, the the side chick being all weird with her caused her to snap some kind of way and then some sort of blind fury that she couldn't remember, like a dissociative moment. She went and killed her and then, you know, had no idea what happened. So that was my theory. Although Nicole Kidman's so thin in that show, I'm not sure she could pick a hammer up. Yeah, no, no, she would have passed out. But yeah. that was my theory in the fiction of the show that that's what it was. What What were your thoughts before the finale? Donald Sutherland. Ah, uh, with the eyebrows. Yeah. Well, because in like in episode one, mm-hmm. or maybe episode two, he shows up out in front of their house. He's like looking. In, he's like leering in their house. Like I don't uh, remember when, that. Yeah, he like shows out in front of. Um, uh, where the where the woman lived, she was beautiful. That, oh that yeah, actress. yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like he was like watching the the widower and his son. And he's like his, his car drops off and he gets oh. in the car. So I was, I was like, oh, he did it. Gotcha. Well, I will tell you from episode one when she came to the meeting, the the girl yeah. Elena, yeah. Elena, whatever, and had the baby, sat next and she was looking at Nicole Kidman all weird. I said, I bet that's her husband's baby. That's the oh, first. Wow. That's the okay. first thing I said. And so I was right. You were right that, about that. that. I was right about that. That's the only thing I was right about. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, at least I called that. So I was like, oh, this is about to be predictable. I just, I predicted that, right? As soon as, you know, that yeah. revealed, I was like, oh, I, I know how this ends. Mm-mm. So go ahead. Do you want to go ahead and explain to the people what happened at the end? Of, well, they should well, know if they're listening to the spoiler. Yeah, well, okay. So yeah, I mean, well, you know, I guess finding out that the husband did it was... It was cool because, you know, or, or the way uh, Nicole Kidman's character did him on the stand was. Oh, she, knew exactly, she knew exactly what she was doing. Like, it's crazy. And that's why I was like, she did it. So I further confirmed that she did it. Like, I just. Oh, was, right. No, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's true. But that would be like her consciously knowing she did it. Yeah, at that point, yeah. Like, but. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. I thought it was, I thought it was cool, like you know the whole the whole um, you know the way you know, hit the way that it was revealed and him having basically another break. Yeah, yeah. Was 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 cool, man. Now what I, the, what I was thinking the whole time was, does Donald Sutherland get his bail money back? No, his two million. Why wouldn't he? Because he skipped, didn't he? No, but you know that's what bail bondsmen do. Like they ch- they chase down their bail. I don't know about so, the penal system. I, well, I know. I, th- I think if you're found guilty, either way, you, you bail. Once the, once the proceedings are done, mm-hmm. you get your money back. Okay. So I, that's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> I did. I asked that question when he put up the bail, but then I never revisited that thought. Yeah. I was like, what about the two million? Yeah. Well, I suppose. Well, even though he skipped, they caught him, and they, and they he, did. And and I and I assume they took him back to. He had a sand trial the next day, bro. It and just then, it just ended. I was like, oh, the end. Oh. Yeah, the end. 
Well, it was like Fargo ended that night. Oh, I, as I, well. I have to go back and oh. watch that. I know. Awesome. I heard, uh, Complex awesome. named it the best show of 2020, so I need to go see it because yeah, I'm a follower. Um, yeah, but no, I, I, I was... The fact that... And that's what people were saying on Twitter that night, that HBO told us from the beginning who did it, and we just refused to <laughs> believe it. And I don't think right. anybody the whole time was like, yeah, it was him the whole time. Everybody had theories. People were blaming the best friend, Sylvia. They're blaming a little boy. Like they were just <laughs> saying everybody was the murderer except the one that said from the beginning that this was the murderer. And right. um, I was like, well, what, what does that say about us? Because people were upset. Some people were upset. Like, that's it? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, I think what it is is like there's so much doubt and reasonable doubt. People have their own theories that, you know, like no, like no one wants to accept the obvious answer. Yeah. Because we're we're so used to being lied to, or being duped, you know. So, they, so I, I think people won't accept that. We are very, and you know, it, 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 he did it. You know, we're, we're a very untrusting yeah. society. Apparently, yeah. like even right. it's, it's like the, the facts are in front of you, and you still can't believe the facts that are in front of you. You have to have another yeah. explanation for it. Well, because he would have gotten off. You said he would have. It, it, had had he had she not had had. Grace not taking the stand. Oh, he'd, he'd have got he'd have gotten off. I think she knew that. That's why she had yeah. to do it. Yeah. But I was like, I was low key mad at her, and then I was like, why? Like she did it. Like she she knew he right. did it. She indicted, and I was like, what? That's how, not how she how she know he did it? Because I guess the, the hammer. Said. I think it was the hammer. Right, right. right when she right. found the hammer, she knew it was it was. There was no, and then they put it in the, like, ugh, he put in the dishwasher. I don't want, yeah, I don't want to eat no, no food at y'all house. Like, don't invite me over ugh. to the potluck. I ain't eat out of the dishwasher. Yuck. Twice he said. Twice. And then he like, hey, heal her good. Like, really, dude? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, are you, are you keeping up on a teacher? Yes. My girl. Bruh. Okay. Spoiler <laughs> alert for a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. Okay. So I get what they were. It was almost like she was uh, unconsciously abusing this boy. Like she didn't realize that that's what it was. You know what I mean? Like, cause she was like, well, no, we're in love. Like she didn't even realize what it looked like, the, the optics of it. Right. But I was, and I'm, I was, I'm not on her side. However, when she was just telling her friend, I was like, you idiot, shut up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, shut was like- up. Say it's a grad, it's an it's an undergrad at uh, UT that I, I went and visited at UT. It's an undergrad. She's like, okay, yeah, yeah. But like when she like, yeah. But when she was like, oh, but no, it's Eric. She's like, Eric who? Eric. Yeah. Like just stop I know, I now. Like, yeah, stop. stop talking. <laughs> I don't feel stop bad talking. for you, but you're an idiot right now. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I, 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 you know. All right, I just can't. You know, I again. I, I, maybe it's my affection for her, but like. You know, I I can't quite blame her. All right, the age, the age they're in Texas. The legal age of consent is seventeen. Uh huh. Uh huh. So all right, so eighteen. He's what, a, did you look that up? I did. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so he okay. So all right, right? Okay, okay, right? All right. So you know, I. They it seemed consensual to me. It was. 
So, but like uh, before, uh, so if you haven't seen this show, you probably or you don't care about it. Like before and after, there's a a card that reads: If you or anybody you know has been a uh, has been affected by grooming, or the, that's the end one. The last yeah. one is like the, the the intro one is like, you know, the the viewer discretion. This the show sexual, is signs of grooming. sexual, yeah, sexual situations yeah, so, and grooming. Yeah, she wasn't grooming him. I I don't think she was, but I think that for someone who has been groomed, it would be triggering. Okay. I think that's yeah. why it's there. Because I'm like you. I was looking for it. I was like, well, where's the grooming Like that you would think of of a predator? You know, right. intentionally doing this to get this young person to trust them and whatnot. I don't, it, didn't, it doesn't There's come off that. like that, but I think for someone who has been traumatized that way and they decided to watch the show for whatever reason they could feel right. triggered so they put the uh, warning there as to not get nasty letters from somebody who was going through it is being re-traumatized by watching the show that's right. my thought but yeah i think again it's not about the kid and that's what she said you're you're on her side because she's like well no he's 18 you know I, he was i love him he loves me blah, blah blah but my side of it was what the teacher friend said she said that is an incredible abuse of power and it's just the, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it was just, it's the position it's the position that she is in as his teacher that makes it so problematic. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. That's, that's where, that's where the problem lies. Yeah. And, um, okay. Let's say, for, let's say hypothetically, she didn't tell her friend. Yeah. And then he graduates. Yeah. They still would have been rocking Probably. Probably. So that then, all right, let's say it comes out, you know, he's a freshman in college and he's still dating her or whatever, and it comes out that they're, is that, would that still affect her professionally? I don't know. It possibly could if it got back to her supervisor, knowing that the relationship started when he was in school as her student, but I don't know that... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know enough about well, the legal. Well, what I did love, what I did love was I would pause, like uh, I paused it when like he was looking at his phone, yeah, and it showed like all his text messages that he got. His boys like, awesome. like You're yeah, a man. Yeah, Miss Wilson, Miss Wilson, dude. Oh, I was like, man. Again, the double standard. That's that's yeah. I, that's what you expect the boys to say, you know, like. Well, well, I mean, I guess, I guess, all right. In that situation, if it was a male teacher and like. Again, let's say a mature 18-year-old, 17-year-old mm -hmm. girl, and she was the one kind of coming after him. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to turn down her advances, and finally she broke through. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'd feel any different. So, uh, okay, so let's change the perspective. Uh -huh. as, as a parent, if you're a parent uh -huh. of that 17, 18-year-old girl... And the teacher, and she ends up in a relationship with the teacher. Do you feel differently? I guess if if it was grooming, okay, and like, and it was like my, you know, and he was like, all of a sudden he's showing all his interest in my in my daughter, and and you know, and she's like crying about it, and like saying, you know, here's what happened. But if she was like, I know, like, like I like him, he's a little bit older than me, whatever. I I don't know that I would have. I, I would I would I would understand his impropriety and uh -huh. maybe he should get fired, but I don't think I don't think she or he or I don't think she's going to jail on the show. I don't. I don't think I don't know that she is. I was wondering why she was going to the police station. But um, okay, they're, they're like, so, so you, okay. so you could go to the parent teacher conference with this dude 
after no. all that. Okay. No, no, he no, no, no. He needs to be like she needs to be fired. He needs to be fired. Okay, okay. But but I guess what I'm what I'm really focusing on is the illegality of it. Okay. Got you. Like like I don't know that it's that like, you know, like she's she can't be a teacher no more. Right, right. But is she going to jail over it? Is the question. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't think. I don't think so. I got you. Okay. Like, like Mary, Mary Kay Letourneau went to jail for like ten years or something. But he, well, was he was underage. Like, he was like twelve. Or yeah, something. he was super. He was super young, and she got pregnant from him. Gross. Ew. Yeah, I, 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 don't think that she's going to. I, I kind of was in the same. Like, I didn't think she was going to be going to prison over this, but. I don't know. I, it was going to come I out one way or the other. Yeah, I know we're running pretty long here. I know you wanted to get to one more topic. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Wanna, or you want to save it? Just, um, we can save it. I think that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to be got relevant next week too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll end it here. Thank you guys for yeah. hanging out with us again for another week on Relative Distance. Um, if you want to find us on social, you can find us on Instagram at Relative Distance Pod. Um, our email address is also relative distance pod at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email if you want to, us to talk about something specific or want to give us feedback on something we discussed or if you have questions. Um, we can start a little Q&A you know, yep. uh, segment if we get some questions in. Uh, and then you can just find us anywhere. We're on YouTube now. That's right. We are on YouTube. So episodes five and six are up on YouTube. You can always find us there. Relative distances are... YouTube channel, and then find us where you find podcasts for the audio. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. So um, you, it's impossible not to find us. You know what I'm saying? We're everywhere right, right. you want to be. We're here. Yeah, man. Here. Yeah, man. So before we go, any, any parting thoughts for the people, my brother? Nope. Uh, I mean, go outside, take a deep breath of fresh air because we're not going nowhere for a while. Well, you we'll know, see. That's it. That's it. Be, be well. Yeah. Yo, be, fare, be, fare thee well. Fare thee well. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to each other. And we will catch you here next week. Peace. Show you right. Peace.